Welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show, where wealth includes much more than just money. It includes family, fitness, romance, and all the other parts of a balanced life. Listen and learn how 70% of the millionaires in America made their money using real estate. Now your host, real estate investor and consultant, Steve Davis. Hello and welcome to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where as always, we're here together working hard to improve our financial IQ. Total Wealth Academy is a coaching and consulting program for people who want to learn how to use real estate to build a second stream of income. This seems to be the only business model that's working. The saving your way to retirement has proven to be a big failure in America with 95% of Americans failing to retire by age 65. Uh, Only 5% are retiring before or at age 65. Good news is we know what the 5% are doing. They build second streams of income. They come in for the rest of their lives, whether they work or not. And 70% of them used real estate to produce that second stream of income, 70%. We're going to talk about two things today. One will be some questions to ask your sponsor. If you're a passive investor, there are certain things that you must know. And there's even some deal killers in here, at least for me. Now, is everything I say written in stone um, a principle? No, they're rules. And as we know, what do rules have? Every rule has an exception. So let's go through these and let me share with you my opinion for the best way to cover yourself and protect yourself as a passive investor going into the deals. One of the things that we do at Total Wealth Academy, which is different from other groups, is my objective is to protect the passive investors. It is not to tell the sponsors how to run their business. A sponsor has the right to run their business any way they want to. But if they do some things, I'm going to say, yeah, you can run your business like that, but I just can't recommend that my students invest in your deal if they ask me. There's So there'll be a few of those in here. But again, if you're a passive investor or thinking about a pass, passively investing, these are some of the things you most certainly want to know. These questions will help keep you out of bad deals. A bad deal is not just one that doesn't make a lot of money. A bad deal could be one that's just not right for your family. It could be perfect for another family. I'll give you an example. A guy came in, paid all his fees, joined up, hired me to consult him, and disappeared for six months. I run into him, and I go, hey, (laughs) haven't seen you in a while. What you up to? Oh, I'm in three deals. Two of them, he shouldn't have been in. But he never called me. 
never to get my opinion or tell me what he was doing or anything like that after paying me to do that for him. So be cautious. Make sure you've got somebody on your team to throw these ideas, these questions, these fears, insecurities, whatever you want to call them, up against, would that be the word? To bring them up with so you can discuss them and see maybe, hey, maybe I shouldn't be afraid of this or maybe I should. Um, Simply put, they were two 10-year deals and this particular individual's in his late 70s. Now, I'm all for being optimistic about how long you're going to live, but 10-year deals when there's three-year, five-year, and seven-year deals out there, wrong deals. Now, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, yeah, do a 10-year deal, even some people in their 50s. But if you're probably 55, 60, and plus, you should be looking at three, five, and seven-year deals, not 10-year deals. So let's start with some of these questions. First point I want to make is, do you have to ask all of them? The answer is no, and here's why. Many of these questions are answered in the deck, the PPM, and the operating agreement. So it's important to read all three of those things completely before reaching out to your sponsor because you don't want to ask questions that are answered in the PPM and operating agreement. PPM is the acronym for Private Placement Memorandum. And let's define these three things. The deck is your first, if you will, introduction to the deal. The deck is rainbows and unicorns. (laughs) It's everything perfect about the deal because the deck is the first thing you see so your sponsor is going to put up the best possible picture that they can to get your interest to get you to request the PPM and operating agreement. So again, the deck, rainbows and unicorns, ice cream, candy, awesome. So take it with a grain of salt. But when you get a deck that you like and you go, hey, senior living, cool, 250 units, cool, big enough, it's a five-year plan, fits my family's needs. Then you request the PPM and the operating agreement. Now this is an oversimplification of the PPM, but the PPM is the opposite of the deck. The PPM is thunderstorms, hurricanes, um, what, what did we just have, COVID, what was that called, pandemics. The PPM tells you everything that can go wrong with the deal, such as war, famine. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's designed to scare you to death, parts of it, so that you know eyes wide open, what can go wrong that's out of your control and out of the sponsor's control. Then there's the operating agreement, and in the operating agreement, you find what's probably going to happen. It's the real, it's a more realistic look at the deal. And that is an oversimplification of all three of those, 
But that's how I look at it. I make sure that my students read all three and then they reach out to me for their consulting. So again, many of these questions you don't have to ask because they're in the PPM and operating agreement. Holy Toledo, we're already going to break. Um, we'll get to these questions after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. If you have money in an IRA, 401k, or other retirement account, you can use it to invest passively in real estate without tax or penalty. Our average rate of return is three times that of the stock market and mutual funds with much less volatility. If you have over $70,000, you can start passive investing today. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That's TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, where today we're talking about questions to ask your sponsor, the leader of the deal, the syndicator, whatever you are used to calling them. Um, but they're the person that, the sponsor is the person who locates the deal, negotiates the deal, underwrites the deal, signs on the mortgage, manages the property, and so on. The passive investor just puts up some money. So the first category of questions I categorized as past experience. And the first question is, how long has the team been in place? These sponsors have teams. And they may have an incredible property manager, an incredible asset manager, or somebody else on their team that's just as strong or stronger than they are. So you want to find out, one, how long the team has been together, how long the principals, the second, how long the principals have been investing in real estate. The reason this question's in here is because I've had some incredible sponsors that were in restaurants before and they switched to real estate. They were highly successful with restaurants and it just carried right over with some continuing education, of course, into real estate investing. So, and, and in my opinion and my past experience, um, running a restaurant is way harder than running an apartment complex. Way harder. Way harder. So, you want to find out how long they've been investing in real estate. How many assets have they acquired during their long or short history into real estate? Have they been through an up and down cycle? One of the, this is not a deal killer or anything like that, but if somebody says, yeah, I went through the Great Recession and survived and kicked or kicked butt, man, that's a strong operator. That's going to be a strong sponsor. So I use that question quite often. Then, in their experience, how familiar are they with the location of the subject property? If they say, you know, the research we've done over the last six months, there's a deal right now we're doing where they 
research the area for three years before they decided to build. Um, what do they know about the area? How familiar are they with the demographics of the area and the need for apartment complexes or self-storage or senior living or whatever it is? So, do they currently own and manage anything? Again, some of these questions are similar, but, and like I said, you don't have to ask all of these because some of them are, some of them are similar, but they're really different when you think of a, a new sponsor. You know, one of the most recent deals we did, 56 units, the sponsor had done nothing but single family before that but they had done a tremendous number of them in a very short period of time, which showed you what type of person that sponsor was. And by the way, he's raised the value of that 56 unit almost $4 million in six months, less than six months, I believe. So there's the experience questions. The next is track record. I know that's very similar to experience, but how many deals have they closed? What was the actual versus projected performance? And that's usually on their website. So again, not necessary to ask this question except to yourself. Just make sure you visit the website, look at their past deals, look at their past performance so you can see what is probably going to happen. Just remember Past performance does not guarantee future performance, but it's a really good indicator for me. Are all the previous deals stabilized and cash flowing? Warning, this is a deal killer question. Deal killer. If the person says, no, I just bought a deal, it's not stabilized or cash flowing yet. I'm not investing with them. Not going to do it. Their past deals have to all be stabilized and cash flowing. I've only had trouble with, I don't know, a dozen deals over 33 years. And probably six of those were where somebody tried to build a portfolio in a very short period of time. They moved too fast. They grew too fast. They bought three apartment complexes, boom, 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 without stabilizing the first one and getting it cash flowing. And here it is a year later, two years later, none of them are stabilized and cash flowing. It is a bad idea for you if you're a sponsor. It's a bad idea for the investor. So if they say no, my other deals are not stabilized and cash flowing, for me, that's a deal killer, not going into that deal. Can they explain, next question, can they explain any losses? Any losses? Let's say that they had a deal five years ago, 10 years ago, and it had a 10% loss. I want to know why. What happened? And this is not a deal killer for me because if a person did a deal, lost some money, but the next two or three deals, 
they learned from the first one, did it totally different, and now they're kicking butt, I'm more interested in that than their first deal that they had trouble with. Are there one or more co-GPs? In other words, the sponsor is the general partner. GP. Do you have one or more co-GPs? Warning. Deal killer. This one I'm adamant about. Of the other, you know, I said I, I've seen, I've had problems with a dozen deals. Six of them were where people tried to grow too fast. Greed. The other six, co-GPs. Hate it. Hate it. Remember my lecture on what's anything with two heads? A monster. You can't have co-GPs unless one of the GPs is completely in charge. Completely. Where's the exception to this? Three GPs. See, three GPs can make a decision because there's never going to be a tie. Two GPs can get into situations where they can't make a decision. They both disagree. Horrible situation. Horrible situation. Nothing gets done. And the next thing you know, it's a year later, no cash flow. Or it's a year later, stabilization has not occurred. I don't like multiple GPs of any type, but I am okay with three. Not four, five, six, seven, eight, no, nope. Either one or three, that's it. And again, the only reason three works is because you can't have a tie when they're voting. That way stuff gets done. So this is a huge deal killer for me. If somebody says there's two GPs and we're both in charge, we're going to work together, get away from them. Get away from them. It's a disaster. Okay. This is a similar question. Who has complete control of the deal? If that sponsor says there's anybody else besides them, he or she, whatever, if they say, oh, it's me and so-and-so, deal killer. Deal killer. Two leaders will destroy anything. You can only have one general in combat. Think about it. Would you go into combat with two generals in charge? No, you'd be dead on the battlefield. Dead on the battlefield. And you'd lose the war. So someone has to have complete control of the deal or don't get into it. The next one. Is this a fund? Warning. Deal killer. I don't like funds. I've never invested in a fund. I don't want to be in funds. 
say, what's a fund? There's quite a few types of funds, but the most common is where a sponsor goes out and raises a bunch of capital and then finds the real estate deals. No. No, thank you. I want to see the deals I'm going in. I want to underwrite them myself. I want to do the cash flow analysis myself. I don't want any random deals just thrown into my portfolio. And I can tell you this. I've looked at dozens of funds over the year. And excuse me for being crude, but there's always a turd in the fund. You got four apartment complexes. Three of them are killing it. And there's one that's dragging the other three down. The turd. <laughs> so funds are a no for me. Now remember, what did I tell you at the beginning of the show? This is a rule. Could there be a fund? <sighs> yeah, but it'd have to be very, very special circumstances for me to ever even consider putting money up in a fund. All right, we got to go to break. We'll talk more and ask some more questions after the break here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. The stock market was never designed to build wealth. It was designed to keep up with inflation. The average rate of return over the last 75 years is about 7%. You'll get that even with the ups and downs. If you want a higher rate of return and less volatility, consider real estate. We make about three times as much as the stock market. Please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. That is TotalWealthAcademy.com for reservations. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. I am your host, Steve Davis, and let me open the phone lines now. Um, if you've got some questions about these questions, if I've used a term that you don't understand, uh, give me a call at 281-558-5738. That's 281-558-KSEV, KSEV, and I'll try to clarify and you may even come up with a question that I add to this presentation. So give me a call, 281-558-5738, or email me, steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Warning, another deal killer. Deal structure. Is there a waterfall? Is there a waterfall? What is a waterfall? A waterfall is where you put up your money at the beginning of the deal, but somewhere in the middle or towards the end of the deal, you get bought out and you don't get the profit from the sale. Total deal killer for me. I can't think of any exception to this rule. Um, just don't do it. It's a greed move on the sponsor's part. They just want to make more money. Um, it's just a greed move. So if there's anything in the PPM or operating agreement about you being diluted or bought out before the sale of the property, move away. Go find another sponsor. Okay, 
Let's talk about the leadership team now and some questions you want to ask about that. The first is, who are the major players on their leadership team? As I mentioned earlier, they may have some super sharp property manager, some super sharp asset manager with an incredible track record to go along with the incredible sponsor that's involved in the deal. So you want to know who those players are. The second question for your lead, for the leadership team is what do they do themselves and what do they outsource? Is this a deal where the sponsor is the owner operator or are they just the owner and they have a third party managing the property? This opens up a can of worms because now you've got to go do research on guess who? The third party manager. And that can be a lot more difficult than reaching out to the sponsor because they don't know you from Adam and you're calling up going out, look, I'm getting ready to invest in a deal. You're the third party manager. I'd like to find out a little bit about your company. They're not going to be as excited to answer all your questions. So do I like third-party managers? They're not my favorite. I prefer I prefer a sponsor who runs their own property. Have I invested in deals that were third-party manager managed? Absolutely. Um, never had any problems, but I really prefer when the sponsor is the operator. They're more responsible. They care more, and. I just think it's a better deal. This is not a deal killer of any sorts, but it is something that raises my eyebrow, and I'm going to go do some research on that third-party manager. The next one, any criminal history or financial background issues you should know about of all the team members, all the team members. So make sure you ask it that way not just of the sponsor. Do any of the team members have outstanding lawsuits, criminal history, or financial problems? Third, oh, I'm sorry, this is fourth under leadership team, sorry. How much is the team putting into the deal? A hundred thousand, a million? How much is the sponsor putting into the deal themselves? You know, I saw a deal the other day. <laughs> I was questioning the deal until I saw the sponsor was putting up 11 million bucks. They were raising 20, and 11 was coming from the sponsor. So that sponsor believes pretty much in the deal. So I, I went back, reevaluated the deal, re-underwrote it um, to see what he saw that I didn't see the first time I did it. Uh, yeah, that's a strong signal that sponsor really believes in the deal they got a lot of skin in the game and they're going to bust their butt to make the deal work so next this one's all by itself this subject is conservative underwriting you want to ask are these numbers conservative or maximum potential and a good sponsor is going to answer that. And almost always, they're going to be 
conservative. I've seen a few crazy numbers on the internet, um, just random sponsors, not Total Wealth Academy sponsors and members. Um, and they use the maximum numbers. Now, that's not like a crime or anything, but they, they're just pushing it. In my opinion, they're overselling. Every number that they had was the maximum potential that that deal could produce. I prefer a more conservative approach where rents are 10 or 15% below maximum neighborhood rents. Um, that way there's some room for error. Now, why do good sponsors always give you conservative numbers? It's very simple. If they promise you a 20% rate of return and they deliver a 18% rate of return, they're awful. <laughs> they're awful. At least that's what the passive investors think. Man, he said 20% only got 18. But if he promises 20 and delivers 22, you know what the passives say? Man, this sponsor's a god. It's only 4% difference. But in one case, you're a loser. In the other case, you're a god. So a good sponsor knows to be conservative with the numbers so that they look like a hero when they beat those numbers. And then what do the passive investors do? Invest in their next deal. So it's just like when leasing, it's all about tenant retention. Sponsoring a deal, it's all about investor retention. Keeping your investors investing with you. So that's why a good sponsor is always going to have conservative underwriting. Next. Oh, what? well, that's it. Those are all the questions I wanted to cover today. Are, they, are there more of them? Sure. But again, your deck, your PPM, and your operating agreement are probably going to answer all of these questions. I just wanted you to have a list so that you look for them in the PPM and in the operating agreement and get those answers. And if you don't see them in the PPM and operating agreement, then get on email or get on the phone with the sponsor or their representative and get those questions answered. And for the members of Total Wealth Academy, um, little disclaimer, Remember that Total Wealth Academy, its employees and owners are not promoting, offering, or selling securities. It is your responsibility to do your own due diligence to determine if a deal is right for you and your family. You alone are responsible for the final decision. Do your homework. Do your homework. And don't go into a deal that you don't fully understand and have all the answers to. All right, any questions, please fire me an email, steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com, 
or give me a buzz. 281-558-5738. 281-558-KSEV. We got to go to break. We'll talk more after the break and I'll take your calls here on the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Thanks for listening. an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? 20 years ago. When is the second best time? Today. And this is truer than ever with the impending recession and the correction that's going on right now. Real estate investors are going to make millions of dollars in the next few years because of the recession. You should take advantage of it as well. To find out how, please attend our free sample class to learn more. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. TotalWealthAcademy.com. Just click on the free sample class button. Thank you. Welcome back to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. We are in the final segment of today's show. So if you've got a question for me, please do me a favor and call right now. Um, people have a tendency to procrastinate and wait till it's the top of the hour. Then they call. I don't have time to answer the question. So please call now. 281-558-5738. 281-558-KSEV or email me. It's steve at totalwealthacademy.com. Steve at the name of the show, totalwealthacademy.com. And remember, if you're somewhere, like at work, where you can't email me, but you got a burning question, don't worry about it. Email me when you get home. I I take these emails 24-7. I don't get as many as you would think, you know, um, I think the most I've ever gotten in one day was like 80 or 100, and it took me like three days to get through them, but I don't care. I am a weirdo. I love emails. I get a dopamine rush every time I answer somebody's question. Just weird, but don't think twice about emailing me. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Okay, Michael has a question. This is a simple, simple question, actually, Michael. Um, I understand you have multiple retirement accounts. You've got IRA, 401k, um, 403b. That doesn't matter. All of those can be used to invest passively in real estate. Now, the second part of your question that I just noticed is complex. Should you rip off the Band-Aid, pay the tax and penalty, and invest with what's left? That is a very difficult question to answer, and it depends on your age. It depends on whether you need the cash flow right now or if you want to keep building your retirement account up. I do address this in our Saturday class. It's 500 bucks, but come spend a day with me and by the end of that class, you'll know exactly what to do with those retirement accounts. But you can do it either way. You can pull small portions out and invest it. You could rip the bandage off and pull all of it out and invest it. You could also leave it in there and invest it. So you've got all kinds of options, Michael. Uh, please come to our free sample class first. Go to TotalWealthAcademy.com. 
click on the free sample class. All right, let's go to the phone lines, 281-558-5738. We're going to go to the northwest side of Houston and talk to Alex. Alex, it looks like you've got a really interesting question, investing in real estate versus starting a business. Uh, what are you thinking, Alex? Yeah, hey, Steve, I'm, I'm kind of in my 40s and, you know, acquiring a little bit of wealth, you know, and, and just been an employee, read recently read the Robert Kiyosaki book, The Cash Flow Quadrants, and Excellent. got friends that are business owners, and I'm just kind of at that point where not sure kind of which direction to go or where to start in terms of starting a business or just going directly into trying to invest in real estate and start, you know, on that path or, I mean, I'm just wondering what kind of advice you'd have for somebody like me. As yeah. Alex, the, is there something, is there a business? And I want you to be very careful how you answer this question. I am dead serious in the way that I ask it. Is there something that you love to do. I mean, you wake up in the morning and you're excited about it. You're pumped. It's the greatest thing in the world. If there's something like that, then I would start a business. And I would do it in combination with real estate investing because real estate investing builds a second stream of income, whereas starting a business is going to be a earned income, a self-employed income. So it's going to be best to do both, but starting a business is a great idea for somebody who says, you know, like I said, I'm weird. I love emails. So teaching just fits my, love it. I, I wake up in the morning, grab a cup of coffee and I hit my email and I'm mad if there's not 20 or 30 of them there. You've got right. to have that type of business to really, to really warrant going into a business. Yeah, and, that, and I guess the thought of it comes from, you know, the book itself where, you know, and Kiyosaki kind of mentions that starting a business, it gives you kind of a good platform to, you know, running when you get into real estate, just how to manage and, and you know, in a portfolio of real estate and how to, you know, deal with people and, and teaches you kind of the, the ins and outs of, of, of everything. But like you said, I, I mean... I'm not really passionate about anything too crazy that I could think of starting a business. I was thinking more franchise route or something like that. What I would do is check us out. Come to our free sample class. It's only an hour and a half long. See exactly what real estate investing is. And then I would hit a franchise event. They have them here in Houston a couple times a year. And you can look at literally 100 plus types of franchises, but I, I will warn you, it's got to be a franchise you can get passionate about or yeah. it's not going to work. Okay. okay. Well, I appreciate it and I'll definitely look into it and maybe try that sample class and, um, you know, hopefully get in, get into the real estate world. All right, later. keep reading Kiyosaki, get rich dad, poor dad, if you haven't already gotten it. Thanks, Steve. All right, buddy, take care. All right, anybody else that has a question, 281 558-5738, 281-558-KSEV, or email me, steve at totalwealthacademy.com, steve at totalwealthacademy.com. 
Okay, got a Lucas here. His passion is cars. Lucas, get a mentor, get a consultant, get somebody on your team that knows how to run you like souping up cars. It's If that's your passion, that's what you should be doing with your time. See, the power of real estate is you build this stream of income. That income is passive. That pays all your bills. Then you've got all your time. You've bought your life back from corporate America. That's the time to go into the car business. Not car sales, but souping up um, cars. Now, you could do it at the same time, and then you don't mention whether you're unhappy at your present job, but I imagine that's probably the case, um, or you wouldn't be looking at this, but that, that's, that's a lucrative business. I mean, people pay tens of thousands of dollars to soup up, you know, $500 cars. It's amazing. Um, but you've got to know what you're doing. It, you know, you got to know sales. You've got to be able to do the bookkeeping. You don't have to be able to do the accounting, but at least master the bookkeeping. Um, master the sales side of it. Master the advertising side of it to grow that business. So that's why I say you need a mentor, just like a, our sales pitch is join Total Wealth Academy so you have a mentor for real estate investing. You're going to need a mentor for that business as well. But I know if you really commit to it, Lucas, you'll find one. So thanks for the email, and I hope that helps. Okay, anybody else have a question, give me a call, 281-558-5738, 281-558-5738. KSEV or email me. It's Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. Steve at TotalWealthAcademy.com. All right, this is a member, uh, Janice. Yes, Janice, yes, we had to move the spotlight night to this Thursday, 6 30. Spotlight night is Thursday, this Thursday. This Thursday, 6.30, and yes, you can bring a couple of guests, no problem. Um, this event is open to members and non-members. Anyone who would like to see what we're doing in a very relaxed atmosphere, not a sales pitch, it's just you come in, you have a cocktail, you go and sit in the seminar room for about hour and a half, two hours, and what we do are case studies of actual real estate deals. You'll see everything from single family homes to 240 bed senior living to a 500 unit apartment complex and you see exactly how the deals make the investors money and how you can too. And this is a free event. If you're interested, go to TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash spotlight. TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash spotlight. Again, this is a free event for members, their guests, and non-members. It's a great way to expose yourself to what we're doing. 
get a feel for the office, get a feel for the staff, get a feel for our teaching method, see if it's a fit for you. TotalWealthAcademy.com forward slash spotlight and you can reserve a seat there and I will be there. You can say hi to me if you like. Final minute. And we got one more question here. No, this is a sales pitch. Okay, this is another member needs to set an appointment with me. I'll email you after the show. Let's see. Joseph. Okay, thank you for the kind words about this show. I appreciate it. I don't see the question and we've run out of time. I will finish reading, Joseph, I will finish reading your email after the show and I will email you the answer as soon as possible. All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And I want to finish the show with a quote that I love. If your goals don't scare you, they're not big enough. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Total Wealth Academy radio show. Please remember that this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investing advice. Always get a professional opinion before making any investment decisions. To find out more about coaching and consulting at Total Wealth Academy, visit TotalWealthAcademy.com and attend one of our free sample classes on real estate investing. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.